What's up and welcome back. Episode 108 of Propel's Talk presented to you by Company Burger and DraftKings. Company Burger located at 4600 Ferret Street. Dyson Daniels is a New Orleans Pelican. Joined here by Chris Connor, Five, Ross, and Steven. Hello. What do we... I mean, let's get into it. You know, Chris, you've been um, you've been covering it all night. What are your thoughts on the pick? I mean, it's 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 not a surprise, right? Um, you know, we had kind of, I think a lot of us that were that were Dyson Daniels fans had prepared ourselves for him not to be there or for the Pelicans to you know trade back. There's all the other options, um, or the alternatives. But you know, I mean, I I think he just you know he's someone that even if he's not forced to play right away, and I don't believe he will, um, he right away offers you intelligence on the floor. I think, a you know, a pretty, uh, for a 19 year old, a lot of maturity, some, some sense of professionalism playing in the G league. And when you talk to him, you kind of see why, uh, competitiveness. And, you know, I think a lot of skills that, uh, winning basketball teams need long-term. So, um, I don't know when he's gonna when he's gonna play when you're gonna see him play consistently, but what he can do defensively and just the way he doesn't get into the way offensively, if that jump shot comes together, it's a lot about what we were talking about. Her, it's gonna be hard, I think, to keep him off the basketball floor. Um, yeah, so. I mean, he. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and and Ross, we talked about this um before but you know we need shooting and things like that but also dyson kind of gives you uh, a little bit of playmaking as well especially from the guard position um you know we'll throw it to five next and steven but you know what do you like about dyson's game um that would translate day one for the pelicans well i mean it's what chris just said it's defense i mean when you look at what the staff valued last year in the draft it was guys that they could play defense and so i think i think right away he sort of jumped near the top of the board whenever you saw some of the things that he could do defensively. And like Chris said, the fact that he can handle the ball really appears to have a really high basketball IQ. And, and he's coming, like we have the best shooting instruction in the league. And it's like, that's not just me saying that that's now manifested itself with more than one guy that really wasn't thought of as a shooter and has come in and shot pretty well, like right away. So, I, this felt like a really good fit. I, I mean, I think Chris and I both had us taking him, you know, a month ago when we talked about this. So um, I'm happy we got him. But yeah, the, the one thing that I is is important right away is that he's got a high basketball IQ and he can play defense. And yeah. like every team needs that. Like it, like everybody needs that. Five. We talked about it last podcast, right, with uh, Fred Vincent's, um, you know, shooting camp and who's graduated from it. And it's been Tyreek Evans. It's been Lonzo Ball. It's been Brandon Ingram. Uh, the list goes on and on. Could you add Dyson Daniels to this list? I mean, he better follow Herb. I mean, they, Herb they, Jones, they, right? yeah, they're going to be competing for a time for Fred Vincent. I mean, we've we've seen time and time now, you know, if you want to get on the court, you got to play defense. He already plays defense. Cool. Now, just don't be a liability on offense. He has a beautiful floor. Yeah. I, like he gets that thing off from all kinds of angles. Um, pause, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, like Duke can Duke can hoop. Like I, like his passing ability, um, which is great, right? You don't have to force feed him the ball to for him to get shots. He can get shots within the offense. Uh, him in a pick and roll is going to be great. I think his yeah. height 
being another like six seven person and you're gonna have to adjust that for jose and you can't just pick on jose because you got a bunch of six seven six eight six nines dudes coming to help and then they're rotating like hey man you know sometimes less is more but with this dude like he just hires your floor if that makes sense like he, yeah. he just raises your floor a little bit more I mean, five, he makes us deeper now. We talked about depth. He's like another guy who can get off the bench, right? And so, you know, Stephen, five had mentioned length. I mean, holy shit, this team is long. Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram. Um, I'm sure Trey Murphy. Like, Jack, length Jackson is Hayes. serious on this team. Say it again. Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, uh, another guy that's long and lanky. You know, that's going to be, I mean, defense I mean, our, championships there. Our potential score quote-unquote, small lineup. You know, it could be CJ, maybe, you know, Dyson and him, and then Herb, B.I., and Zion. And that's our small, you know, lineup. And it's just, boy, I mean, this guy kind of, I, I've only watched his, I guess you could say his highlights, so you're only going to see his good shit. But, I mean, it's, he he kind of reminds me, maybe, if, tell me if I'm off here, but a little, a little like a, little bit of Ben Simmons who isn't afraid to shoot a three here and there. He finishes a lot at the rim. It looks like he can facilitate pretty well. He's big body plays defense. If he can fill in that role, maybe like in the second team. Chris, I mean, I think I kind of agree with you, Stephen, but he reminds me a lot of Lonzo. Am I off on that one? I mean, I know we talked about that, but he, He he, 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 let me, let me, let me reiterate this one. I think he's a better version of Lonzo ball. No, if you um he was he was asked before like before the draft tonight, like if he had to compare himself to a player, Lonzo was the guy he named. You yeah. know? Um I I don't um I, of course they're gonna have some they're gonna have some differences, but I knew no, when I watched Dyson Daniels, the like the first video I watched, I knew nothing about comparisons. I didn't read. I I, I didn't really know much about him versus what people people had said. I didn't think of. Uh, I you know that was it. Just randomly popped into my head as well. So it has to be something there. Just certain the mannerisms, some of the different plays that you see, uh, you know, in transition. Of course, you know what Lonzo's turned into in regards to a to a connector, and even like the way you know you know he blocks. You know, I some of the way he blocks he blocks layups and uh the mannerisms there. He um some people don't think that he's a he may not be a great athlete, but I think he has above average to good athleticism. Yeah. Similar to Lonzo when he decides to use it. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. So Chris, no. one thing that in terms of his athletic cause because I did see some stuff about the athleticism. I thought one I, I thought when he really jumped in terms of drag, you know, from being outside the top ten to being in that top eight conversation was at the NBA draft combine when he, when he ran the fastest shuttle. Like, so I, I think what you see there is that there is some sort of underlying athleticism, especially laterally. Now he may not be a, I mean, at some point he may be, I guess, but I don't know that he's a big, like above the rim finisher guy, but you don't become a defender like that without being damn quick laterally. And so yeah. I think there's a lot of that in there. And it's just, he, that's, I was going to say that when you talk about the Lonzo stuff, I think he just plays at a little different tempo than Lonzo, but there's, there's definitely similarity. Yeah, five back to the Lonzo thing. You you had mentioned floater. He's got a really good floater. And he's got he, he can really finish around the rim. He's got good touch. Lonzo didn't have that, right? Lonzo, that's why we were you would you would just want to take your head off your shoulders because you wanted him to drive and he would never do it. Well, with this kid, he's driving and he's he's really good around the rim. 
I, I like this. I mean, everybody's keep comparing him to Lonzo. I don't. I'm not going to say Lonzo. I really like Kyle Anderson. Someone had mentioned that. Go ahead. Chad said it, but I got. I've been saying this for a minute. It's he has that game. It's not fast. It's not. Kyle's really slow, but I don't. I don't, I don't think Dyson's like that slow. But he can get to his spots, and, and he knows what that is. Like he, like it's right. an off kilter floater. Like it's from either hand, uh, and he can pass, and he's smart. So I, that's kind of my comparison. I don't think it's Lonzo. Yeah, the the outlet passes will just jump off the the film for you. But I think when he gets in the lane, he has that slow, methodical. Okay, I can get you up now. Oh, it's a pass. It's a so like I think he's that brilliant. I wouldn't say brilliant, but he's that smart uh, basketball wise, um, and he can make a lot of plays. So, yeah, and and, and and the one thing that I like Stephen about Dyson is, you know, a bunch of these rookies that get taken in the lottery are expected to make it an immediate impact to their team. Well, he doesn't. He's got three All Stars already on the roster, and Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ. Well, CJ's a fringe guy, but those two are basically All Star guys. You know. His job's easy, you know, second unit guy, be, you know, defend your ass off, be a hustle guy. That's got to be a good thing for a 19 year old to come into a situation like the Pelicans. I mean, yeah, you just don't have the pressure yeah. of, of, you know, being a star or having to be a star player or franchise player like these some of these other guys do at the top of the draft. So it's nice. It's a luxury to have to play behind these guys, especially, you know, you have that kind of like, age difference where you got some younger guys and CJ to kind of guide them through it. So it's, it's going to be fun to watch him grow in his first year. I mean, you watch how Herb did last year. So the development of these players is fun to watch. And if we stay on this course, he's a guy that seems like he can turn into something that's just going to fit right in. Now he doesn't have the shooting obviously, but yeah, we can, we'll we'll get there. We we, we can get there. there. Yeah. yeah, we'll, We'll get there. I'm not worried about that. So, we all agree on Dyson. Let's talk about a little bit of the draft, and then we'll, we'll log off. But were you surprised with the magic going with Paolo number one? I don't know. I, I it, this this is a pretty. Un, I, I felt like this is a pretty underwhelming draft. I, I just wasn't in love with any of those guys at the top. I, <laughs> it didn't make a ton of sense to me to the magic because I I don't you know I I don't know. I just don't think Van Caro was on. Ask you um, this: If you were Pablo, were you happy that the magic Pablo? Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, say the man's name yeah. right, bro. Yeah. Paolo, I'm I sorry. Right, I'm, I, this is the thing. I screw up names all the time. This isn't anything new. <laughs> I, I guess, I, I mean, I feel like Jabari Smith had the the highest floor of those guys, maybe, or maybe the highest ceiling and a little slower floor. I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm glad we weren't drafting in the top three or four, really in the top three, because I just – didn't love any of those guys. There's an expectation that comes with being drafted that high, and it's that you're going to play right away and contribute. And I just, I don't know. I think I think each, all three of those guys have have a lot of growth to do, um, a lot of growing to do. So I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't in love with any of them. But I mean, look, props to him for, for going first. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't see him making a huge difference for Orlando this year. Five. Do you hate that Jabari Smith now in the, in the division? Hell yeah. Man, I don't, I don't want to see that cat. Like, yeah. I think he's going to be really good. I don't, I, I mean, yeah, the Rockets I are going to suck. Uh, the Rockets aren't, I mean, there's only one basketball in Houston, and they got a lot of shooters. They got a lot of cats that want that, want it, and they want to go with it. Like, uh, Jalen Green wants to shoot threes and dunk on people. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. We know what he Pretty wants to cool. do. Yeah, it's really cool, but I don't know if that's going to guarantee <laughs> you wins. And you just got rid of Christian Wood, and now it's just it's open season. And, uh, you know, Silas is going to have – like I, he already ain't <sighs> getting no sleep now. Jesus <sighs> Christ. When they run in the streets of Houston, what is this man going to do? <laughs> they got a lot of stuff to get into out there. <laughs> Chris, did you like um... – you know, when Shaden, right, when Shaden Sharp was didn't get picked seventh and was up to um, Portland, did you think he was going to land in New Orleans, or um, was there any hope right there? No, I, I, I didn't. Um, I just it didn't it didn't feel like the Pelicans were going to take uh, that kind of quote unquote risk. I don't think that they. Yeah. I, I I think that they, um, if they were going to make a pick, that they were. Because it, it seems like now, you know, they're you know they're really all they they focused on from a character perspective or for a personality perspective what they think can fit in their locker room, and you know it, it who knows you know what Sharp will have to see, you know, but he seems like um, you know an, an individual that you know just being young, being being his age and wanting to kind of take control of his own of his own reach, his own destiny. Um, I don't know if they would have welcomed that. Whether or not it works, I mean, the talent definitely seems the, the talent is beyond that. You could argue Sharp is a you know is a top three talent. I've seen some say he's he's the most talented in the you know out of the people that uh, got drafted tonight. So, um, but no, I, it it really wasn't it wasn't something that I saw happening. It, it, everything that you saw, people you talked to, that Daniel seemed to be that guy. Gave him a good balance of upside and you know just um, them being sure of what they were getting. Um, it just, it, it soon as, as soon as it just felt like Portland wasn't going to, wasn't going to draft him. And I don't think at that time, I still was interested to see if Portland was going to trade the pick. So, um, Daniels didn't seem like the pick there unless somebody was trading up to get him. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I I like Dice. I'm fine with it because now now I'm, I'm ready to go now with Dyson. So, uh, you know, we know what he has to work on. You got the guy that can that can help him out with his shot. You know, closing remarks. I mean, Ross, we figured this would be the pick. Uh, we'll go five, Chris, and get out with Steven. But we figured this would be the pick. I mean, are you, any, are you surprised? Are you happy? Like, give me your, your just your feelings about it. I'm I'm happy with the pick. I, I think this was. I really think this was the best case scenario uh, for where we were drafting. I mean, you were eight. I think we got a guy with a really high upside um, that has a couple of NBA level skills that could play right NBA ready skills right now. Um, and he's not expected to come in and, and do a ton. I think, you know, he, we know what he needs to work on. We've got the structure in place for him to work on those things. I mean, I, I, I think calling it a best case scenario is, is probably, you know, somebody's going to hear that and be like, Oh, I think they did, you know, got some superstar or whatever. But I, I think for where we were, this was the best case scenario. Five. Go ahead. Uh, this is the Pelicans MO right now. Uh, he fits every mold possible. Either you're from the South or you're from somewhere else, uh, outside of, you know, outside of the States and you play defense, right? You're six, seven, you maybe can't shoot, but we got somebody that can help you with that. (laughs) Like it, this is like a perfect scenario for them. And he's a guard and he can dribble. So we need that because we can't handle the ball. So we got somebody that can do that. And he doesn't he doesn't take shots away. That's the one thing when like watching this tape, he doesn't take shots away. He played on that G League Unite that Unite Unite team, Ignite team, whatever. Yes. He put on that team 
and he deferred purposely. He, I think in his interview said, yeah, I didn't show all of my, you know, offensive skills because I had a couple guys that I wanted to get shot. Well, look, buddy, you're going to do that a lot here. You, yeah. can defer. <laughs> you might get games where you have 10 rebounds and 10 assists and no points. So it's perfect. It's a perfect fit for them. Um, we'll just, we'll see where the shot comes to be, but yeah, I think it works. That's, that's perfectly said five. And, you know, Chris, I think he just nails it on the head there. I mean, he fits everything you need. We needed ball handling. We needed depth. Is the shooting there? No, but once again, we talked about this earlier in the podcast, the shooting one there for Herb Jones. It was there, you know, this year shooting one there really there for Brandon Ingram. It was there for Lonzo. Same thing. Tyreek, this goes on and on. I mean, he he gives you depth, he gives you ball handling, gives you playmaking, and as he said, very unselfish, and will give the ball up. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, most importantly, I mean, they they love him, they believe in him, right? Yeah. It's someone, it's someone that they that they really, really want. You know, um, it's someone that you know in workouts they had a bunch of positive positive things, uh, you know, to say about him from what you know from what I had heard, um, and I'm sure what you you know you heard as well, Justin. I mean, it just everything seemed to seem to seem to fit. You can see it with your eyes when you watch him where he fits. It makes sense roster wise. The the room for growth as an individual is there. It a lot. It gives you a lot of different flexibility. It's at a position of need. Um, you know, it it allows you to maybe be to be more aggressive and moving on from a piece that you were thinking about holding on to the um, that. If you think he can play right away, even if it's ten minutes a game out the stretch, you might be able to do that. I, I mean, I like the I like the combination of them them loving him, me being able to see where he fits. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, the size and you know the the athleticism that, that that's there, and you know, like Five said, it's you can tell that they have a plan, which means they could be building a program. You know, they're building a system. They're putting people through you know through something. You you fit our mold. And the Pelicans have never really had that. It's been really random and unorganized. They finally feel like they're approaching having some level of consistency. And part of that is having, um, you know, being able to put similar guys and, you know, saying this is the kind of player set up individual we want in our program and build from there. Yeah. Jesus. Well said, Steven, you know, closing remarks. We kind of figured going in, this would probably be the pick, but I mean, not surprised, but overall satisfied. Sure. Uh, look, if it's is it a sexy pick? Maybe not. But if you follow the team closely, it's a solid pick, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's it. He's he's a good ball player, right? He's, he's gonna fit. He he's gonna fit into the scheme well, I, I think, and he'll he'll be a good rotation guy for a while. See how he develops. You know, if, if he can develop his jump shot the same way. Or can develop a jump shot that we're going to win a championship this year. <laughs> saying that, You're putting saying that on record. Yep. Can we address Chet Holmgren? We haven't even talked about him. He looks like a live action Disney. Go ahead, five. That's my dog, man. Go his ahead. whole his whole demeanor, ahead, I just don't. I, I don't like him. You don't like him? I like. I don't like him. I just don't like him. Bro, I don't nah, bro, I, I, I like him, man. Nah, I like the swag, bro. I, I, I don't like the swag. Dude, I don't like his swag. Hey, man, dude, dude, nice, bro. Like, I like, I like the. Oh the no, energy. his game could be fine. His game, his game is 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 good, but I just his the way he looks to me, I'll never like him. I just hey, thank God, thank God, he's got, thank God, he's got something. Is that Colin? Is he a new Zach Colin? He may be he negative swag. Who's that? Who's that? 
his old man has but with the ponytail i was shocked he had the ponytail his, his dad, his dad, you know, just sit in the back. He just watched his son play basketball. His son just went second overall. I'm not worried about his dad because we can talk about a couple parents that Easy. we're just not going to you know get what? into. We're going to get off the record here before we do no. that. Um, Wait, why was he recording games? Did they not know? Because he no, because he before? recorded his son. He said he started when his son was like in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. His son wasn't boxing out. He said, "I'm gonna record you and show you." And he has done that from that point on till now. So it's cool. That's his daddy. He played basketball. I'm not tripping on that. But the man can play. The man got style. He got sweat. I like him. I like awesome. him. I think Chet's going to be better than Christoph Porzingis. I can tell you that. His face. It's something about his face. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just, that's, 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 of a call. that's crazy. Well, anyways, we have to sign off. But before, before we do this, got to read the DraftKings um, promo code. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for joining us. Like it. Subscribe to the channel. We're going to be getting a lot of Pelicans content out here um in the next few weeks months and seasons so DraftKings, the official sports book of boot crew media the calf slice of the pervy and necktie there are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon for and for ufc 276 there's one more with DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of ufc new customers can bet five dollars on any fighter to win and get 150 dollars in free bets all you gotta use is promo code boot once again bet five dollars on any ufc 276 fighter to win you win $150 in free bets. It's literally giving money away. This we'll Saturday. Like our bar. Peruvian <laughs> necktie? Yeah, yeah. No, bro. You gotta I'm, just re- guys, I'm just reading. Do you think I'm making up the necktie thing? I mean, listen, they give me the notes I read. I don't, I, you know, I mean, everyone's laughing. You know how hard it was to get through that read without laughing? That was really fucking hard because I saw everybody's reaction. Chris, are you that. doing, are you going spaces tonight? Uh, about 20 minutes. All right, guys. Once again, Chris Connor hey, going live. Wait, wait. Space is nine thirty. How do we? How do we feel about the draft hats this year? Because I am. I do like horn. I like them. Most, most draft hats suck. I mean, but they're they always suck. They always suck. But I, I can't decide if I like these or not. I don't know. That's you should get one. You get a little snapback. Uh, Ross Tibino, Chris Connor, five. Stephen heading out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see y'all later this week. Kisses. See y'all.